Good evening and welcome to a Tamika Michelle podcast show. What are we talking about? <laughs> Thank you again for welcome welcome back to this podcast show. Thank y'all for my people who are my potential subscribers. And by the way, you can subscribe to this podcast show. So I'm going to call this subject delivery. How to make a delivery. I know I might sound a little off when I say that. I'm going to say it again. How to make a delivery. If I wanted to pick a company that I felt like they have been quite efficient in that subject matter delivery. Delivery can mean anything but the company I will pick. It will be, I would love to say Amazon, but there's other online companies that they do delivery through time. What's that? Prime membership. It's worth it. $12 a month versus how much, how much I've been spending on Amazon. Groceries included, okay? So, I wonder how Amazon been able to cover a massive amount of clientele across the, not just the, this great grand country we live in. Oh no, they're worldwide. Sometimes I feel a little intimidated as a business owner to compete because this is, they are a part of my competition and my access. Um, delivery. I mean, some. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm over here eating my snacks. I'm having me a late night snack. Of Oreo, not Oreo, I'm sorry. Oatmeal raisin cookies. Really good. But anyway, delivery can mean so many different things. I've been thinking really hard about my writing and actually doing rough drafts. I did two rough drafts if you have the opportunity to listen. You'll see Rough Draft 1 and Rough Draft 2. The second one actually has two episodes. Uh, one episode says, I don't want to deal. And that can mean so many different things about I don't want to deal. And the second subject is my second Rough Draft. You're welcome to come and listen. So besides... We talking about my previous podcast, so let's get back to the subject matter at hand. The subject matter I said delivery, and what does it mean to you? Anybody else out there a struggling um, business owner? And then I I sit here and tell you. I'm intimidated 
Don't just buy Amazon. Excuse me for chewing. Um, I'm intimidated by businesses who want me to come to their business. Actually talking to a person. Never thought I'd be intimidated by that. So that tells me there's a lot of other people that's feeling this intimidation. Fear. Now you have the people that are extreme, right? Who are just foolish, right? We call them foolish. Because the result of, you know... Some risk takers. Far too often, it's, a, it's set up for their demise. And they don't see it till it's too late, right? So. Okay. I promise you, no more chewing in your ear. I do apologize. Well, I'm trying to eat before a certain time. Even though 7.47 at night is pretty late to be eating dinner. If you're looking at the health benefits, right? So, um, all jokes aside, folks. Anybody else out there feel that intimidation? It's like, I get confused. What I'm making confusion about? Well, very simple. Do I meet people, new people, do I, how do I deliver my product? Do I do everything? Now, I don't know what type of business you have, and some of y'all are doing pretty well. Great, that's wonderful. So you don't have to take the responsibility of doing delivery. You can delegate the responsibility to someone else. I'm not in that position, folks. My name is Tamika Michelle Noor, and this is my podcast talk about how to deliver. How to touch people like you who's listening right now to my podcast. Thank you for listening. I'm sorry about the chewing, but that cooking was really good. Anyway, um, I like desserts. Am I wrong for that? <laughs> if I'm wrong, I don't want to be right. <laughs> so, mm. Long story short, how do you deliver as a business owner? When you're, I don't know if anyone ever told you this, but if you're a business owner, you do seven, like seven, it's basically a position of many hats. And any business person would tell you this. I'll tell you this. And I want to be personal with my people, but I don't want to like scare them. Like, okay. I recently did some business and was in November. I went to a function in, in, I believe, Oakland, New Jersey by the Ritz Theater. Yeah, they had an um, art gallery show there and I got to support my fellow artists. It was fun. Some of the stuff I bought was delivered later and the product, I was quite pleased. I had got um, a Christmas ornament. Um, specialized just for me um sent to me i think through fedex or you probably ups i'm sorry ups 
So the point I'm making is, I got kind of scared when I, okay, I was really excited about the wrapping because the wrapping was nice and crispy and shiny and everything else. But I got scared when I look at this event card and it tells me to come to this next event going on December the 12th. Guess who ain't going? Me. I know one part of me can say, well, rationalize and say, well, you did go to the Ritz Theater, um, outside of the Ritz Theater, of course, doing the social distancing. Of course I did. But I don't see me returning back to an event. I don't even look, it's a, like it says it's a Merleson, but like Tamika, <laughs> like everybody else across the world, is learning to be cozy comfy with these machines. And sometimes I feel like it's a good thing. And sometimes I feel like, uh, it's frustrating. It's painfully frustrating dealing with unlife things that we have no choice in the matter. Because we're told that if we deal with each other face forward, we all want to die, basically. When you tell someone to stay at least six feet away for places, I don't know what state you live in, but all the cases across <laughs> The whole great nation of the United States of America is growing and thriving. Now, you could say, oh, well, some people be irresponsible. They could be. They could be. Absolutely. But also at the same time, same time, why is these cases still going up? You know, so I got scared, not because I didn't like the, the woman's product, you know, uh, of this particular small business owner. Ask me if we were not in COVID-19 pandemic, I would gladly go. I would gladly go and look to buy more stuff. But because we're in a pandemic, I think it would have been smart if she like sent me like a catalog. Maybe I should tell her this. Because I know her work, I could say, okay, I want that. And I would just talk to her and do it on, you know, easy pay on, de on debit, right? So I don't even have to be faced for it. And I just wait for my delivery, not come to a function. Only reason I came to that particular function is because I support the rich community. And I will keep on supporting them. So as this business owner, I think I'm going to tell her that. Like, maybe you should consider doing virtual. And, like, people feel like it's awkward and weird. And you know what? It is weird. As silly as it sounds, I hear young people. When I say young people, they're in their 20s. They're in their 30s. See, I'm 40 years old. Who are telling me how awkward and unusual this feels. A lot of people don't want to confirm to building a Facebook online presence on, if it be Instagram, if it be Twitter, if it be <laughs> basically everywhere the Wi-Fi is at. And these are people who are young. Nobody wants to be controlled. They feel like they're being tracked. And the truth be told, you are being tracked. Um, just my opinion. When I say the word track, I don't mean like someone's out to get you. Everybody advertising to you. So it's, it's actually irritating because everybody don't want to be advertised to. This is why I choose a day when I do my advertising, I choose one day a week and maybe I should be more consistent. Nope, I'm just not gonna do all that to me because it's stressful. I have to think about what my clientele wants. I got a good idea, okay? I have my regulars who communicate with me on Facebook and 
via phone, cell phone. I have these people, I like to think they see me as a friend or at least a nice associate, a friendly associate. This is a person who sold 471 items in counting. Um, next week I'll be at 700, no, I'm sorry, 700, 473. So I'm going to get to 500. I don't know what I'm going to do once I get to that number, but I'm going to figure out something special for me while maintaining my bills and business and trying to maintain distance and maybe I should do something special with my community. Would y'all be interested? Like have a, a big art celebration and it's 500 sales and counting. I'm going to have a celebration with my community. I think I owe it to y'all. Oh, life is a treasure, right? I don't know if you're aware of it or sometimes we get so caught up in paying bills, being upset and frustrated. I ain't talking to this person and you've got your reasons not to talk to this person. <laughs> Look, I'm not judging. I'm just grateful that I'm at 40 years old. I have to tell you so many times I felt I wasn't going to make it. So in this, I'm trying to find out how to deliver. And not only am I trying to figure out how to deliver, but I'm using a part of my, my brain, my heart, that I haven't used in a very long time. Um, in a lyrical aspect. Yes, y'all, I'm getting back to creative writing. And I'm really, I'm geeked, but I'm intimidated because I haven't been entering contests. First of all, this would be my first short story it's a challenge and the 12th is coming up soon six days according to my calendar that I'm looking at and I like to think your calendar too uh, Writers Digest yes they are doing a hosting a short story competition I think it's like 20 bucks for entry fee I look forward to it I really do I look forward to it because I can sit here and let fear tell me I can't do this, but I can, and I will. I've done two rough drafts so far. So when I say the words, how do I deliver? People, you know, can be sarcastic and say, well, you just get in the car and drive and get to the address, your destination. How do you know I'm not talking about a clear delivery of my writing, a clear delivery of my photography? Because believe it or not, I don't know if you're a photographer, if you do... Um, visual art but you must know as of any type of artist especially a bit well visual artist they have a goal set in mind every time they produce a certain piece of work they have a goal of, of curiosity of inspiration of joy a variety of things that I am looking to implement in my writing so it looks like my writing is more of a narrator style I mean, poetry is my first love, but this is not poetry. This is literally a story, and it's a story about my photography. And it talked about how I, well, got to capture that full body shot of a, of a squirrel on my surprise squirrel picture. So, all jokes put aside, I'm grateful that I'm still here, and I'm grateful that 
I'm proud of the things that I've accomplished in my life. I look back at my life and sometimes I get upset at how I've been there for people and they haven't been there for me when I needed them. But at least my character shows something about who I am versus them. You understand? And this can be your family, friends, associates, whatever. At least I was there for these particular people. Being kind and actually enjoying it. So I'm learning to be proud of what I did. I can't control what other people do. But you show me this is who you are. And I think some of our problems is we have to really accept people for who they are. Right and wrong. I'm not okay and someone else is wrong. Uh-uh. Can that be a more problematic problem? I know better than that. <laughs> it's almost like you having a child and you spoil that child and you okay, they're right and they're wrong. So they don't know the difference. As a result, they grow up really rebellious thinking, you know, they can do whatever because they can do whatever growing up. <laughs> you get me? So, um, all jokes aside, I want to deliver clear content I want to deliver not only clear contents but creative clear brilliant pieces of work I want a clear I mean not clear I'm sorry clear view of my work I wanted to be striking and daring I wanted to push the edges of my own fears and let alone other people's fears I want to open your heart and brighten your day. I wanted to present what I call, like I have certain subjects like my wild picture. I'm putting that on the plate. I will be getting that image, I believe, on the 17th. Might get it before that. I will keep you posted. My wild picture. For those who see my work, y'all know what my wild picture is. Y'all know the angles of it. Y'all have a good understanding. I actually did some research on it recently because I do attend on writing a a short story about that as well if I can make out a short story how I was able to capture that shot see I actually had two subjects I had wildlife and I had what I call aerodynamics I had to use little aerodynamics people say you used to be a little crazy when you got that picture absolutely I did <laughs> just like me getting that shot from the wildlife shot and I used a little Crazy, a lot of times people present crazy as how you know how to do certain things without knowing. It's the power of knowing without knowing. We all have that ability. We have to just tap into it. We are an amazement. For those who believe in heaven and hell and the Holy Bible, if you read about creation and how the angels were in awe and heaven was in in all how God created us and made us and formed us. Sometimes I get upset with, with humanity. I do. But love, real love, is powerful and effective. Not negative, okay? Effective. Power to make things grow in the most darkest place. That's what love is to me. And love is strong. Love makes you strong. Love makes you brave. And I have to tell you, being an artist and me, and today I'm able to embrace that creative side of me. There's a time when I was too busy hiding. 
Oh my God, I'm actually telling y'all this. There was a time where I was too busy being scared. Ooh, I'm telling y'all this. Y'all are important to me. So this is why I'm able to pull out my heart like this. I feel safe with y'all. And I feel like there's other people who's used to being scared. I know I'm not the only one. And because of fear and control and pain, it blocks our progress. It's not necessarily what happened to you. It's how we're able to get out of it. So if you're out of it, congratulations. But there's so many people that are in and out of it, meaning the problems of the world. You may have post-traumatic stress disorder. You may have depression. I'm not a doctor. I'm not diagnosing you. There's a lot of people out there that have those particular issues. Maybe you have suicidal ideation. You're talking to a person that has that. You're talking to a person that has major depression issues. I can tell you this because, well, y'all really got my attention. When y'all start subscribing to my podcast show here, Y'all make my deliveries possible. Y'all have growed my attention about what I've been doing, what content I've been putting here before you. When I see people subscribing and liking and becoming a follower and of this particular podcast show, thank you and welcome. Welcome all of you. Thank you for all of you who've been sharing your podcast show with other people. I'm trying to tell you Y'all are quite instrumental. You may think what you do is little, but it's a whole lot. You don't know all of my story. Maybe you don't, but yeah, I'm going to tell you. And I'm going to tell you again. When you live in a desert of 120 degrees weather, the Mojave Desert, Las Vegas, Nevada, the only way I got help Pursue the help of strangers. And that's how I got out of Las Vegas, Nevada. I was homeless, folks. This was not a fantasy. People who go to Vegas, they go for the, the fun and the thrills and this and that. And Vegas presents it quite well. They don't tell everything now. That, there's a huge, and I mean the word, huge population of homeless people. And I used to be a part of that. And today... I tell you this in joy and excitement that three Christian women from London, England, there for a wedding. The mother, it was a mother, a daughter around my age, and a grandmother who seen me and picked me out of all the other pin howlers. And they seen me running from my ex-husband, tormenting me, and literally shoving me and pushing me down on the strip of Las Vegas on the wind slash fashion show bridge you can look up that that location if you like what killed me is that i was on that bridge going through penhandling that's why the police kept going they, they harassing the penhandling but they're not, they're not coming to me trying to rescue me from my ex-husband but all the police officers went bad like that there were some that were like they seen that i was still trying to make peace with this person and they were like it's just not going to work stop going in and out and being in a relationship like that. Because someone super angry like that. Yes, it's possible he could have pushed me off that bridge. 
it's quite possible he could have pushed me. Him who pushed me down all the time, him who slammed my body down to the it's concrete and metal, those bridges, by the way. It's glass, concrete, and metal. The point I'm making, that was hard surface, the point I'm making. There was escalators, there was two escalators and one elevator. So if he pushed me down the escalator, or depends on how far high up, because it's, I believe it's the third story, um, the highest point, there was somebody who was really tragic. The year I had, a year after I had left Vegas, um, I found out through a friend who, from Vegas, um, that someone did exactly that. They went to the highest part of the fashion show mall and jumped and fell right there in the street. I wish I was making this up sometimes because I don't want to hear people killing themselves. Not that I don't care. No, actually I care too much. And that's who I am. I'm an artist, damn it. So I feel like that's what we are great at expressing that. It's our heart that that gets people. You know, our passion, our heart, our drive that gets people. And the wonder of our work. Our, come on. It's just some things that are just quite brilliant. And I'm calling you brilliant. Don't know what type of art that you do, but I'm sure there's no one like you, by the way. And so when I talk to you, I try to encourage every ear that's hearing at the sound of my voice. Hi there. Thank you for listening. Welcome to a How to Deliver podcast show. So I am sitting here trying to think of a great way to encourage you. And sometimes I talk about my own pain in hopes that you understand not only why I'm grateful and I'm delivering my thanks and my appreciation and gratitude, not just that. I'm also trying to say this. If me who depended on literally getting up five in the morning, I'm going to tell you what I used to do. I used to stay at the Salvation Army. You can look up Salvation Army in North Las Vegas if you like. If you would like to support the Salvation Army, I would suggest you do it. This season is a good time to do it. If you have the type of funds that can fund and help them, go for it. They asked for $20. Why? Well, they help out. They have a, literally a campus for the homeless. Yes, they do. North Las Vegas, the homeless coordinators is Ryan and Juan. And you can look up their information if you like in North Las Vegas. The point I'm making, they have... A trade school where the homeless who want to work a trade, because that's a trade town. Las Vegas is a trade town. Um, they have a church there. They have a school there that you can get a trade. That's, I actually did a job. I did an interview with them, by the way, this year. Matter of fact, July of this year. And um, I discovered that they have a 98% job placement. That's amazing. According to Juan, they have a 98% job placement. Not only that, but they also have a section for apartments that they work with with the state and get these people housing. So, and they also have free dorms for free shelters and they have what they call a hostel. It's a paid dorm. It is $20 a night. When I used to stay there for my I would say two years of being at that shelter. 
almost three, well, two years and one year, I was more like on the street, basically. But the point I'm making, really simple. They help out with your education, with employment, and working with the state to get people housing. Now, I don't really know the whole truth because I know too many folks that they're still homeless. Now, some people say, well, some people want to be homeless. I can't speak for every person. But I know, I remember being that girl on the strip in Las Vegas. I knew too many women on the strip of Vegas who were not homeless because, you know, they were doing the old profession. I'm keeping it real for a minute. And I'm just not willing to do that for some dollars? No. Something to come off a tree? No. Not to say money don't matter, but my morale, me being a Christian in Vegas was kind of complicated. I'm not going to say that it was impossible to serve God but like some people don't have that sense of morale and like I don't have a low sense of morale for money and then a lot of those girls unfortunately a lot of them turn up dead because some John and went wrong and then a lot of these it got so bad I don't know if it's still going on now but it happened all the time these girls were found slashed and dead in a dumpster they just chopped them up and slot you know with all sorts of things and I don't care if the girls look let me tell you something for a minute I don't feel bad for a, a John saying because so, and I actually heard a guy saying this that like he was trying to justify why he chopped up a girl's body this is literally in Vegas and by the way they do have the death penalty just like California but anyways so um yeah he chopped this girl's body up and then he claimed that she, oh, reason why I killed her because she was a hooker. And like everybody who knew this woman said that was a, 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 a lie all day. Said that was a lie. She was not a hooker. He just tried to justify the reason why he should chop up a woman's body. <laughs> that's not justification. I'm pretty sure that's not just, that's not right. And it just made him look like a more of an ass. He got the death penalty. Of course he did. Because they actually did an investigation and found out the girl was not a hooker. <laughs> he was just a killer. That's it. So, um, thing I didn't like about Vegas, there's a lot of things I can sit here and tell you what I don't like about Las Vegas. But there's a lot of good. Three Christians came to Vegas. Almost saw like the, the three wise men. That, um, the three wise men, you know who, for those who believe in Jesus Christ and everything, and I do, actually, for me, he's my savior. I don't know who he is to you, and he's my friend, a much-needed friend, and I feel like a lot of the world need him. I really believe that, because I cannot be the only one that know about him. He's showed so much kindness to me, I just hope that whoever you believe in, that there is some actual joy and peace in your life. There's some real power in your life. And that you're a happy individual. I realize that everybody's not a Christian. And like, you don't have to believe in what I believe in. No, I don't force God on people. God don't do that. People do that shit, not God. So, all jokes aside, folks, and that's not a joke. I'm not pushing anything on anybody. I try to inspire and encourage people. I'm not trying to 
like, I think about when I wasn't a Christian and how Christians, so-called Christians, would be so controlling and offensive to where I couldn't hear Christ through them. I couldn't hear Christ through somebody that's like condemning me the whole time. But Christ didn't come to condemn people. Find that scripture. Find that scripture. Christ came for all of us to go to hell. You find that. And then you get me to understand where you're coming from. It doesn't say that. <laughs> I'm one of those people that I if they say, oh, that's what Christ said. Okay, find it. <laughs> Them people could not convert a Christian to be a Christian if, if God paid them, okay? <laughs> Seriously. If, if they were paid a million dollars, some people cannot, they have no business putting Jesus on their lips with hate in their heart and malice for their brother and their sister. When I say brother and sister, I mean humanity. Because we're all a part of the same human race. We're all different now. Yes, and I'm glad that we're different. I wouldn't want to be like anybody else. I want to be like me. That's self-love that's talking right there. And I'm grateful for that strength that I've been able to possess. So all jokes aside, what do you believe in? I know I went from the subject of delivery to what you believe in. But what you believe in, what you have faith in, is your power. I would like for you to believe in yourself. Now, I know when I became a Christian and I started to find out that that's what God wanted for me, that's his hunger for my life, he loved me. He wants you to be an individual. And you know what? I'm not Christ. I'm Christ-like, but I'm not Christ. But I happen to believe in people, so I'm delivering courage right now. I'm delivering bravery right now. I'm delivering strength right now. Because I received all that through three women who believed in me. If I can give myself a subject about myself, a subject, a title, I would call myself Crack Lips. I want no crack, y'all. Hold up. Don't think I was on crack. You let you be in 120 degree weather. That the sun was a high, was really hot and horrible around 9, 30, 10 o'clock a.m. <laughs> you get dehydrated. And I remember there was a woman in, that worked in Neiman Marcuson. She actually would come by with bottles from Neiman Marcuson. So they were afraid for me because I was so abandoned but I had people who was helping me along the way water in 120 degree weather is important essential to live I remember my lips were so cracked to where they were bleeding good thing my father is dark skinned and his gene dominated because my mom's light skinned the point I'm making is if it wasn't if I was so dark-skinned, the sun would have beat my ass up. I knew black people, Puerto Rican, Mexican, black, white, <laughs> I think I knew everybody who was beat up by the sun. My skin became dry. I have oily skin. Even their water is so hard. Like people who own a house or live in a house or, you know, they, they got a filter to salt, like a water softener, I think they call it. Because the water was that brutal, they had to get a softener for the water. You live in a desert, so the water is going to be hard. So, all jokes aside, 
I'm delivering joy, strength, and understanding. If this woman who, that's my past, then again, no, no, it's not. I can say I don't live on the strip, which I don't. I, I don't get up 5 o'clock in the morning and pinhandle and get up, I mean, literally walking all the way down the hill and catching the 113 bus that would take me to the downtown trap station center. I would tran when no such thing as transfer because Vegas is all about the 24-hour bus passes. So that you know, it's $5 for locals and $7 for what? For tourists. Just to let you know, it's a 24-hour pass because it's a 24-hour city. That's how they run it, and I'm not questioning it. So anyways, the point I'm making is real simple. My route was catch the bus downtown, be at the BTC, make my goals. I, my goal, was already, I already knew, 5 o'clock in the morning, catching the first bus, which arrived at 5.30 a.m., walking already down from the hill, north Las Vegas, by the way. Salvation Army is up a hill. There's a shade tree shelter that's up in front, right there on the corner on one west on one that you work for, you walk further up. And it's the Salvation Army property right there. You cannot miss it. And um, it's really up a hill. So I don't know if you have lived in Nevada or if you know about Nevada, but there's the valley is where everybody is at. But the streets and the sidewalks are uphill literally and down so you're dealing with dust coming down that's why i'm really glad i was wise enough to wear glasses because it'd be so much dust that i used to get styes a lot in las vegas there's a lot of dust people would wear not to protect it from the sun but from the dust from the desert that will come so i will literally catch the 113 bus and get all the way downtown to the BTC. I think it's called the, yeah, BTC. Or the RTC. I know it's RTC, but I think it's RTC today. The point is, I get downtown and be in the bus depot. And I will catch a double, double decker. It's a tourist bus, but a lot of locals catch it because it goes what? Right to the strip. So I will go right to the strip, go to my fashion show. Fashion Show Mall slash Win Hotel Casino Bridge. I would pick my spot that early in the morning. I'd be there probably like 4.50, 4, 4.50, I'm sorry, 5.45 maybe. Because it's pretty quick. It's like every 15 minutes the bus will run. Sometimes every 10 minutes. Depends on what's going on with the traffic. But um, the point I'm making, I will get on that bridge and I will pray. And I need to get out of it, folks. So this is my thought. I still depend upon strangers and my community. Y'all are my community. And I want to say thank y'all for the love and support. I don't even know how many do half of what I do without you guys. This is the truth. Without y'all, I couldn't do it. Without y'all, I couldn't see or be motivated that what I'm talking about is important or even relevant to you. I don't know, maybe you're writing a book. Maybe you want to write a book. Maybe there's books on the inside of you waiting to come out. Maybe that's you. If that's you, get to writing. Pick some way for you to be disciplined. It'll be a regular regiment. Like when I get off this podcast show right now. I'm going to do another rough draft because I have another goal in mind. 
I've been taking notes of my rough draft so I can add those notes into my another rough draft I'm going to um, have set aside. So, oh, tomorrow's Monday, right? Happy Sunday, everybody, by the way. So, I am going to work tomorrow. Be ready. So today is podcast is about encouraging you, but also it's about delivering, how to deliver, what to deliver, how to focus. I talk about focus clear shots because to me, I'm really screaming out how to focus on my subject, whatever that subject matter is for you versus me. And the best way for me is less distractions. And I would suggest that for you. Even as a writer, I understand that I cannot, I can only do so much, first of all. Second of all, I can do beyond what I think I can do. I have to tell myself that while I'm being intimidated by being particularly writing and putting my work out there for the public to see. And being a little scared about it, but this is necessary. If I don't put my talents out there, if I don't use these talents, how do I know? I mean, first of all, I already believe in myself. That's how I know, but how do I know there's not other people who need help, who need to be inspired, who need a little fire lit to, a little bit more fire lit to their flame? See, I don't just want to create, and I do love what I do. I want to, well, pass the baton to another runner. I want to help graduate other people. I want to help people survive their tragedy. I want to help people get off, get over their hump. I don't know who all I'm talking to, but maybe that might be somebody you know, or maybe it just may be you. Everybody don't leave a message here on my podcast show. You don't have to. I would like you to, but if you don't feel comfortable with it just yet, I understand. But I welcome you to become one of my subscribers. And be ready for my tomorrow. I think I'm going to set aside time just for the podcast show. For advertising for my 7 to 25, possibly $150 by selling my iPhone 4. And probably even more. It all depends on what I decide to do tomorrow. It's quite a big year tomorrow. But I look forward to presenting my work. I'm excited about it, actually. This has been an Anisha Michelle podcast show, and I hope to hear from you soon. And I hope that I inspire and encourage you to give you an understanding of what I meant by the word deliver. And I meant so many different things. It didn't just mean how do I take something from point A to point B. It was a variety of other things. Thank you for listening to this podcast show. This has been a delivery, encouragement, inspiration podcast show over.